Welcome to the Osteo Connection, the number one podcast for osteopaths looking to expand their minds and improve their practice. I'm Kevin Longpray. I'm Jason Turnbull. And I'm Dr. Sean Landry. And if you're new here, welcome. This show is dedicated to bridging the gap between your formal education and real-world practice success. Join us every week where we share our combined 50 years of practice experience, talk tips, strategies, and interview rock stars in the business. And we're back. We are back. We are back. Welcome back, everyone, to the OC. If you're joining us on the web, the web, YouTube, we are on YouTube. Thanks for watching. Uh, click, like, share, all those things, notifications, bells, something Business. like that. Uh, and if you're listening to us on uh, uh, in your ears on iTunes or Spotify or whatever, welcome to the OC, the Osteo Connection. I am here. I'm your host today, Dr. Sean Landry. I'm here with my esteemed colleagues. Right across from me, I have Jason Turnbull. <laughs> you guys get a secret handshake? We're going to secret handshake. <laughs> a little fist bump for, for those. That, where have you been? Basic. Yeah, basic. Yeah, keep it and uh, to my left, and maybe you're right on the uh, on video, or wherever you're watching this thing, Kevin Longbrick. Front and center. Front and center. Oh, yeah. Oh, the, and with the explosion. My yeah. kids love that one. Me too. Classic. Uh, it is a classic. <clears throat> the OC. The Osteo Connection. We are in studio today with our top two strategies. This one was hard to narrow down because we have a lot of strategies at uh, at this, but um, we're going to kind of envelope a few strategies into top two. Top two strategies to increase patient referrals. Now, this is important because without referrals, right? We like to have. We have this. You're homeless. You're homeless. Hey, there you go. It's, it's, it's taking a little far, but straight it's kind of true. Potentially. Yeah. Potentially on the street. Yeah. Potentially, it's either referrals or homelessness. Homelessness, yeah. yeah. Right. That's straight to the point. No. That's cut, why we do the hockey for the homeless. Yeah, cut out a lot of life, uh, you know, trials and tribulations. Right. Yeah. Um, Such a rosy picture. <laughs> <laughs> Without referrals, you're homeless. That should be a t-shirt. That's the quote yeah, for the, the quote. Their podcast today. Um, but we, that should uh, be the title. It'd be a little more catchy. Uh, you think? Mm. Without <laughs> referrals, you're homeless. <laughs> uh, referrals are, are a very important part of practice. Uh, and um, we believe it's one of the most essential parts um, because... Uh, it's one thing to go after all these new patients, right? New yeah. patients are amazing. Um, and when you combine new patients, we have a little formula called the waitlist practice formula. So when you combine new patients plus retention, retention is the ongoing care, the phases of care, uh, to the power of referrals, you will build a waiting list practice. Uh, Sounds like a future podcast right there. I believe it will be a future podcast. So uh, referrals, we're focusing on referrals because, you know, we have built in our careers a referral-based practice. Um, we actually spent very little money in the course or in, during our entire career on advertising and marketing. And uh, most was done through, uh, yeah, through referrals. So, all right. What's the best way to know if you're generating a referral-based practice? You're not homeless. <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> right, exactly. And thank you for tuning in today. <laughs> you have a roof over your head. Yeah, it's not cardboard. No. No. Now, one of the things I think that we've tried to share with all of our colleagues here is 
you know, we're like Sean had said, we're lucky that we have a, a great uh, client base. Um, but we really made sure that they, um, what we're going to talk to you guys, the two strategies. The first one is an in-clinic strategy. So what we're always trying to gear towards is anytime you have a new, <laughs> anytime you have a new... We're just new, getting used to this. Uh, a a new, uh, the cameras. A new client in your practice, it's your, it's your opportunity to shine, to, to wow them, if you will, to, to really hit the park and let them know that they've made the, the right choice in choosing you as their therapist, right? To, to get them through whatever they're looking to get through. So the best way to know if you've done a good job and what you're looking to hear is what we tell all of our therapists is that when you're walking your initial evaluation, that client back to the desk, is that they are already talking to you about who they want to refer to you, that I can't wait to refer my partner, my kids, my neighbor, my colleague at work. They're already talking about who they want to refer in to see you next, horse. Yeah, and uh, and honestly though, that's a huge indicator of, of if what you're doing during that initial consultation, what you're doing in clinic is working, because that's what should happen. It's people refer, based on the experience they have, not on the outcome that they have, mm. right? They can, they, that can happen as well. But quite often, I would argue that more of our referrals come with the connection you make with them before you even get them to their full outcome, right? And, and I think that's a very, uh, very important part that people have to recognize that if you're seeing new clients in your schedule, however you're receiving them, but you're not generating new leads and new referrals from your existing ones, then you've got some work to do in that initial, in that initial evaluation or the next few subsequent appointments to really to gain that trust and that uh, and that willingness for them to refer on. Mm-hmm. Sidebar, this is a very important to track also your referrals yes. and where they're coming from. And we'll touch touch on that later at a, in a later episode or if we've, we've had previous episodes, you can dive in and, uh, yeah. and find out more about that, the tracking process. Um, so yes, I, I like it. So the wow factor, mm. the initial client experience you never get a second chance to make a first impression, right? So clean up your cardboard box because they're coming over. Yeah, make sure you pick up, right? <laughs> <laughs> well, again, I think... All those empty liquor bottles. Like yes. we've discussed before, though, that whole wow factor is really based on how present you are with that person coming in, right? Mm-hmm. Making it really felt that, you know, your all your attention is on, on them and why they came in and... Uh, to to like we'll get into before uh, or later is is answering all the questions they have to uh, making them feel as if again like Jason said uh, so eloquently before oh, thank you was, uh, <laughs> that they made the right decision uh, in coming in that they really felt like we were taking care of them that everything from the front desk them coming in for the first time to them meeting you to the experience in the treatment room to them leaving all of that is so important in creating that spark to them, uh, not only enjoying their experience, but also in the healing process. So that that's really when you know you've, you've uh, made your mark and um, uh, where people will actually refer uh, more people knowing they're going to be treated the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. I think it's that it's that it's like that laying out of the red carpet. So mm-hmm. the initial eval, the, like you say, the, the wow factor from the moment that client calls, uh, to make an appointment in your office, uh, they're treated with, um, excitement, with love, with enthusiasm, with empathy, they're being listened to. Um, so from that moment, like we say, you can even hear a smile. So we starts at the front desk, starts at the front desk. So, 
Um, you can hear a smile to the information they're giving to make everything so effortless. So we say answering the four questions. Well, even beforehand, we're answering questions so that they don't even have to ask. Right? We've got parking out back, you know, the exits off Cartier. Right? We're telling them exactly how to get to the office, come a few minutes early. Um, we'll be emailing you some paperwork to fill out. So we're, we're answering these questions and they don't have these expectations and they show up. When they arrive, we know, right? For more, more often than not, you know the patients that you've seen, if you've seen them before, or your front office staff does. So if a new patient walks in and you know they're coming, you greet them with their first name. You know, so, oh, hi, Betty. We've been expecting you. you know, we've been waiting for you. Um, Reginald, nice to meet you. Yes, Reggie. If um, you have a dog, mention it. Our yes. secretary will probably yeah. like you more than anyone else. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Just so jump on social media, do a little, no. A little research. <laughs> You know, Google their house and everything, so you have some common ground. <laughs> oh, I see you've got a nice brown brick home. <laughs> odd tangent. Um, so I love how you don't pick up after yourself. Yeah, it's amazing. Yeah. When was that? When did the Google car drive by? Uh, oh, what was that? 1970. I go to see leave your house every day at 736. <laughs> <laughs> that's the creepy factor right let's stick with the wow no, factor yeah nice yeah, that visit two. visit two. Oh. the creep factor <laughs> and we'll, we'll tm that one after yeah um so uh but it starts it starts with even before they arrive so you know and once they're there they're greeted with a smile you know you you welcome them with their name right one of the most important words in the human language to someone is their name and then you tell them what to expect. Say, oh, hang your hang your jacket over here. Um, don't step on the floor. Put your jacket there, buddy. <laughs> Stare at them until they break. Bathroom's over here. Have a seat. Uh, Mr. Turnbull will be with you in a mm. moment, right? Almost. Yeah. Different letter at the start. Mr. Yeah. I wish. Yeah. Just one rung short. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, so, and then... Uh, and then from the moment that that the that you step up, right, then it's that's time for you to make the to continue that wow that wow factor and mm -hmm. you know walk over, greet them with a handshake. Right? Don't be one don't of those speak, don't, don't, don't be one of those clinics that calls blindly across you know across the waiting room, uh, you know so and so right. No, yeah, actually, yeah. you know who's there, right? And if not, walk over and ask and and uh, greet them and then ask them to follow you or if Bueller. you Bueller. Or if you have a process where the, the, the patient has already been directed into the room, same thing. When you walk in the room, make sure that you've reviewed the chart uh, so that you know exactly, you know, you know a lot about the patient uh, before you even sit down to actually talk to them and listen. And before you sit down and talk to them and listen, you have to understand they have the universal kind of four questions that every client wants answers to. Yeah. So we like to be built to pyramids. Who, yeah, 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 exactly. Yeah, Is on. it one of the seven natural wonders of the room? Yes. What are the seven natural wonders of the world? Yeah, changes all the time. Um, yeah, I think we, we try to you know coach our colleagues here too that the, there's four things that every client wants to know. So the more you can answer this before they have to ask you, we feel is another way that you're kind of exceeding their expectations. So everyone comes in wants to know, what's wrong with me? Mm. Number one, what's wrong with me? Right. <laughs> what do you say? <laughs> what's wrong is, the number one is what's wrong with me? Number two is, can you help me? Yes. Number three is, 
how long will it take? Mm. And number four is how much will it cost? So I think the more you have that in your head, walking into the clinic, ready, right, walking into your office, ready to treat them, will help kind of steer you along that path as to, it's not gonna be that long, I don't think doing that much. It's gonna, it's going to, um, it's gonna make them feel comfortable, right? They're, because that's what's gnawing in the back of their head is what's going on, they've had this pain for a few months or whatever it may be, so what's going on, are, they, are you gonna be able to help me? So the more you can reassure them through your connection, through your communication and, 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 and listening to them and matching them at their energy level, the more you make them feel comfortable, the more you can get out of, you can get out of them, and the more you can then communicate that to them to relieve them of that stress, if that's what you can find, obviously, you're looking for red flags too, um, is a great way to build their trust and and to and establish credibility and then likely in all likelihood some future referrals from said client mm. i uh, one thing in that wow factor i like to so definitely answering those four questions because it, like you say it's it's that's what their concern is their yes. major concern put yourself in their shoes right yeah so they want they want to know that if you're kind of literally kind of try their shoes on I've done the shoe thing and it doesn't seem to work for you them out. Yeah. They're like, uh, I just want to know who built the pyramids. So yeah. I'm like, Jason said I have to answer these four questions. <laughs> so we'll get to the pyramids later, but if we have time. One thing I like to use too is just planting the seed of, of referral, right? So I'll, in getting to know the patient, yeah. listening to the client, asking questions, you know, will as you're getting a picture for the, you know, how this patient is living, right? So you ask about, do they have, if they have kids, um, ask about, you know, all, all sorts of stuff that's going on in their life. But the kid one, I, I, you know, because then I plant the seeds and say, Oh, we have therapists here that, that treat kids. Right. And right away, um, they're like, you know, it's just a, it's a, 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 a seed that's planted to, you know, they may, Oh, I didn't know you guys treat kids. Oh yeah. You know, uh, uh, Emily here loves to treat kids and, you know, it's great for prevention and any, you know, and, but it's just planting the seed. It's opening up the window for the possibility of referral. Yep. Um, but back to this client itself, like if you are sticking and you're, you're wowing them and then you're giving them the best exam they've ever had, you're connecting with them, you're listening to them, you're, um, you've developed your skills as a practitioner and you can communicate, uh, what it is you're finding with them. Uh, they leave that office feeling taken care of. Right. They've never, you think about what, think about what's out there in this, you know, in, in uh, healthcare right now is they rarely get any time with their practitioners. So sure. Um, sometimes it's, you know, I think the national average in the U S is like five to seven minutes. Right? I was listening to a podcast and they were talking about that. So imagine five minutes. Do you think that they're actually being heard and or listened to in five minutes? Right. Most times they don't even get, you know, they don't even have any physical examination at that. Um, so what we can offer is, is amazing. Right? And that, and it just, again, it hammers home that wow factor. That's a huge component to the healing process to be heard. Right. Be so heard. the fact that we have this opportunity, you know, depending on what, how much time you guys take with your, your patients, obviously like we're up near an hour, uh, Sean's half an hour. There's tons of osteos we know that do 45 minutes, but regardless, all of that is greater than five minutes. So mm-hmm. you have such an opportunity to get to know this person on a, on a deeper level to get a better understanding of maybe how they're living, how are they living and how is that impacting them? That's going to have a great effect on uh, their ability to recover uh, quicker for sure. Mm. 
So Jay, uh, you're... Well, it's part of our core values here, right? That we're yeah. trying to yes. establish is, is find the root cause of dysfunction. Yes. So number one for us is always finding that root cause of dysfunction. And yep. kind of like you're alluding to there, that's what's not always... That's the what's wrong with yeah, me. Yeah, and it's not always the physical part, right? That's where you have to know that connection. You have to listen and, and truly determine what's the anchor, right? what's, what's stopping them from living the life they want to live. Um, and we always said our number two was 60 expectations, which is, again, there's this whole wow factor part, right? Like put yourself in their shoes. How would you expect to be treated? What would you want if you were to sit and go get your car serviced or go to the dentist or go to see someone like ourselves? What would your expectations be and try to be better than that, right? So I think that's that's really key. And the last thing we always talked about is being inspirational. So living that life, like, like we talked about in the previous podcast, right, where you're not just turning on in a clinic you're you're living and breathing that life of being inspirational always trying to learn always trying to grow in all aspects of life and i think that's contagious that energy if you can bring that into your treatment room that'll make a big difference on the on attracting uh like-minded people that you would that you would enjoy treating and they would get the best results from you i think that's really key you definitely create a better space for healing when you when you go with that attitude exactly exactly yeah absolutely you want to continue on that? Well, sure. I, yeah, I think yeah. that's the, so the, you know, if this is our first strategy is all this in clinic stuff on how to drive referrals. One of the other things we like to do is a five minute wrap up. So not just the initial evaluation, but every treatment, you should kind of end every session in the last five minutes kind of doing like a wrap up. So first thing I like to kind of to talk to people about is to tell them what you found that day or the first day, tell them what you found. Like people are fascinated by their body. They always want to learn more. Very rarely do you have someone that says, no, no, it's okay. I'm going to lay here. Like, you don't want that client anyway, right? Tell them what you found. And then, and then number two is tell them what you did. So this is what we treated. These are the blockages that we took out. These are the things that we worked on. Um, you know, maybe, maybe there's, maybe there's more to do later, but that's what we really did for today. Yes. And number three would be tell them what to expect. How do you expect them to feel afterwards? Mm. Um, is there anything that they should be doing like a home exercise plan? Right. So you want to tell them, so this is the expectations. You can minimize certain things or you can grow even more by, you know, drinking more water or doing these exercises. Yeah. You want to make them part of that process that they're playing a role in their health. And the last thing, number four is you got to tell them when to come back. So a big thing that we've talked about for many episodes before is this, um, lack of, of sometimes confidence on some therapists from having the courage to step up and tell them when you think they need to come back. And obviously you're doing this with authenticity. If they don't need to come back, great. You've, mm -hmm. you've, you've, you know, walk them through all those phases of care. Their treatment plan is is okay, um, but quite often you you know they're going to need, some, especially at their first day, you need to show them that you're the expert. They're relying on you to tell them what they need to get back to the life that they want to live. So be confident, get used to doing this, um, be vocal, tell them when they want to come back, and then we find that clinically this has worked very well for all of our therapists. That they they'll start to generate that trust, that credibility, which in turn will lead to more referrals. In yeah. fact, we have one of our our not one of our our newest therapists that has joined us. That our our um, receptionist told me last week that she's killing it. That she's having lots of people coming in that are the you know the partner of of the, the client that she was seeing or their neighbor or their friend and she's already generating that that mm -hmm. that referral system through just the connection she's she's had the opportunity to make yeah. so it's huge really so huge every yeah i forget who it was but they they talk about this this idea of raving fans right so um every client you have or every patient you have and that you really connect and help they have the ability to refer 10 right it's like it's it's kind of this kind of universal formula but um, the if you can do that, right, the practice builds out on its own, 
right? Um, so referrals, right? That's our that's top. That's one of the first uh, number one top strategies of our top two. That's the in clinic, the wow factor. The next one is going to be out of clinic, right? So how do we do that? How do we? What are some of the things that we should focus on when we're when we're outside of our our walls? Well, again, like here, outside you know, the cardboard box, so. taking the taking the time to build relationships mm-hmm. with uh, you know local singing um, groups, yeah, <laughs> yeah, musical <laughs> groups, yeah, some of the musical groups, uh, carolers, carolers, mm-hmm. yeah. really they spread the word really, really yeah. well, um, and. <laughs> They, uh, they sing the word, right? They do. Well, they're just like what I was going to say before, like I really, the way that Jay presents the five minute wrap up in an actual rap yeah. is <laughs> amazing how you make everything rhyme and everything. It's the rap. Do you want, do you want, it's do you want to do it right now? Or? Well, it's, it's the PG show, right? Mm. And so, uh, PG, no, yeah, something like that. Anyways, uh, well, I think a lot of it is the relationship building with local vendors. We do this a lot, obviously, here. Mm. Just uh, the amount of people that <laughs> go to the coffee shop nearby is mm. is, is one example, and uh, where we go get our food for lunch, uh, uh, and other vendors in the village here where we have our clinic. It you know we've we've really uh, it's a fun process of building that sense of community with people that are are uh, here, and you see it right away. Like people just talk about uh, perhaps what you do and and how mm. you've helped them and. So it's such an easy way to give back, uh, just creating those simple relationships with people. And uh, it's a really fun way to, to create referral basis just by being yourself and going out and meeting people in the neighborhood. You know, like it, it's uh, something we've always done with every place we've been in where we, we really we, we really you value that. Go. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, we, we, I grew up in a small support. town, so yeah. I always was taught by my parents as a young kid that if you don't support local, it's no longer local. Yeah. So it's key to, you know, to network and, and be a part of your community. You want to, you want to be a part of the community you live in. It's much more rewarding and, and valuable when you know everyone that's out your front door. Like you said, coffee shop, you know, the, 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 the sandwich place, we care haircuts in the village. Mm-hmm. We go to the local restaurants and pub that's in the village. Like there's, the florist isn't like there's a lot of services that we try to use here and and conversely you can they appreciate and and, and give back too right so that's mm-hmm. a it's a huge part of for someone who's trying to develop their practice if you're you know whether it's you know some people work in their hometown where they come from but if you don't you got to make your new place of work your neighborhood too so as you're establishing your practice get out and get out take it take an afternoon off and introduce yourself drop off cards if you have them but even better just handshake just wanted to let you guys know I've you know set up a shop in in the, lo- in the local you know place. I love your support. If you're if you're thinking of anyone that uh, that's in need of help, I'd be happy to help any way I, I can. You're limping. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then you know, instill in. fear. Yeah, uh, yeah. You shouldn't limp like that forever because you're bound for hip replacement yeah. if you do that. Right. So just stuff like that, you know, where I think it's really important to get out and it's more fun. It's rewarding. You see them on the street. You can you can acknowledge them and speak to them. I think that's that's huge. Mm-hmm. All right, so that's meet your neighbors and support your local community. What else we got? We got uh, local professionals. Mm. So developing a professional network, essentially. Um, There are various ways to do it. You can join different uh, business networking groups. I know in, depending on where you practice, they might have this group called BNI. I think that's one of the ones. Mm -hmm. Um, There are others like that. You can, uh, you know, you can look at your local chamber of commerce. 
there are ways of you can go on Google. Um, Join sports teams. Sports teams, right? So remember, all of these, uh, you know, when you're looking at establishing referrals, right, you're you want to you want to kind of um, if you are looking at sports teams and stuff or supporting uh, different athletic groups like keep in mind you know you, you want to do this in reflection of who you are what type of therapist who you like to treat so that's another layer of this thing right and, and establishing uh, exactly who you're meant to service right who you're meant to help so um, but the local professionals is really important so it can be reaching out to local doctors it's as simple as sending a, a letter, right? A handwritten, a handwritten or typed letter saying, you know, I'm, yeah, or a yeah, brick through the window, kind of wrap, it, <laughs> wrap the note around. Egging. Egging. Egging is I love that. Yeah. huge, huge, huge hit, huge hit. But with your, uh, just your, your name and information, say, you know, I'm so-and-so, I'm a recent graduate, I'm looking to establish a family-based practice, uh, you know, looking for, and, and you, you, you approach them with the idea that, I'm looking to refer clients to them, to them, right? So you, you, um, and that's a really good way of introducing yourself. You're not saying I'm looking for clients, right? You're looking to refer clients to them um, because, you know, you need to tell them a bit about the practice, just that, right? And then you follow up and it's easy to do, but if you do it consistently over time, you'll me develop. Again, why are you ignoring me? <laughs> Hello, it's me. No, but it's just, it's touching base. It's letting them know who you are, what you do, how you can help. And potentially, you know, the referrals will come in local, um, like Kevin said, local athletic groups, um, different therapists, right? Like-minded and, or different, uh, kind of strengths and weaknesses, right? So you look at therapists that, um, you know, you reach out to and you, and you, you, you reach out to, you talk to, you, you get to know, um, just with the idea of creating a referral based network, right? Cause you won't be able to help all the people. So to have some people in your neighborhood that you can refer to, well, guess what? You're going to get those referrals back, um, in more ways than one. And so the more professionals you reach out to and you, you know, the more referrals you're going to get. Let's just say the gyms, personal trainers, yes. same thing. The people yep. that you have a reciprocating relationship with too, right? They might seek out your help for some of their clients and then convert them, which means they're back training again quicker. So there's yep. some great relationships you can have that way for sure. Mm-hmm. The thing in the doctors too, if you can set it up, do a lunch and learn. Tell them who you are. You get to present what you do and what osteopathy is. Because, you know, not mm-hmm. all, depending on where you live, not all doctors are really that aware of exactly what do you do. So it's your chance to showcase to them, you know, what kind of value you can provide to their clients as well. If right? you need advice on what napkins to buy, the quality of napkins, mm-hmm. you can write into Jason. He's I'd be happy to share. Super good at it. Yeah. <laughs> but <laughs> that will never live down. That's uh, never going to die that But long. these are all strategies. <laughs> napkins go a long way. These are all strategies we have used um, countless times over and over again to help build our referral-based practices. Um, And yeah, the local professionals is huge, right? Because you'd be surprised at how many uh, referrals that generates over the years. And then again, with you, everything, it's layers, right? So you're getting referrals from local professionals. You're you're giving those patients the wow factor. In return, they refer you more people Mm -hmm. and so on and so forth. So those are your top two strategies to increase patient referrals. Um, We've got a ton more uh, in our MBO program that we cover. The Masters in Business for Osteo, uh, Osteopaths, if you're interested in that, osteometrichip.com. There's a wait list. Check it out. Uh, We'll be back next week with another podcast. You can check us out. 
uh, Eight Mindful Minutes, right? Every Monday, why? Every Monday, we from Standard Time. Yeah, over on LinkedIn, uh, Facebook, Instagram, Instagram, right? Osteometrship. Mm-hmm. We got it all. So we'll be back next week. Hope you have a good one. Let us know what you guys do to increase your referrals in the comments below. If you're watching on YouTube, share with share, like, click the notifications, and we will see you next week. Peace. Take care, everybody. Thanks for checking out this episode. We hope you learned something, or not. And if you haven't already, subscribe here to the Osteo Connection wherever you're listening. And hey, it would mean the world to us if you would rate and review this show on Apple Podcasts. And if you're still listening at this point, thanks, Mom. And if you're offended how much we've made fun of Jason, tune in next week and be sure to share with a friend.